0: Hi, I'm Rayl Bricker, and I'll be one of your hosts for the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi, and I'm Lindsay Adams. I'm the co-host. And together, we're going to be talking about what makes up business excellence. And we believe that you can never be perfect. All you can be is excellent. And in our businesses and in our lives, we want to achieve excellence. And that's why this is the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi and welcome back to the Business Excellence Podcast and today's guest is Margot Wiltons and with me is my co-host Lindsay Adams who will introduce Margot more formally. Hi everybody and welcome back and it's my pleasure today
1: to welcome Margot. Margot is the coach of the Australian beach volleyball teams which are planning to go to the Olympics in 2021. Hopefully there will be an Olympics in 2021. But anyway, let's work on that premise. And chatting with Margot earlier, she tells me that in this industry, in the beach volleyball industry, she is the only female at this level coaching. So that's quite an achievement. So Margot, welcome and delighted to have you here today. Give us a bit of background. Give us some, uh, we know that you live now in Adelaide, Australia, but give us a bit of the journey of Margot. I mean, obviously you've come here from the Netherlands fill us in on what happened you know how did you get to come here
2: hey guys thanks for having me on the show today i'm actually delighted to be here as well um yeah so going back to my journey which started in the netherlands obviously always with an eye already on australia and i can't really tell you why that is but 12 years ago i came to this beautiful country for the first time and it just made sense to me i remember flying actually away from Adelaide crying that I had to go back to the Netherlands and I extended my horizon by being here in Australia and I traveled around for like a month I did the same uh, two years after that and I always wanted to go back and I knew that I someday that I would come back here and I got that opportunity two years ago I was offered a position uh, in volleyball Australia and I became the head coach for anything that was under 25 years old. So, in other terms, I was responsible for the strategy and the development of the pathway for Volleyball Australia to lead into 2028 Olympic Games and the 2032 Olympic Games. Um, wow. And when, yes, well, it was really cool. And especially working, uh, working at the AIS um yeah such a legendary place and already so much legacy was there to create a next level hopefully for the sport and for australia was yeah it was an honor obviously
1: so margot um you you mentioned you came here 12 years ago just fill us in what, what were you up to before you came to australia so have you is it just always been beach volleyball or have you been have you had other business interests um a potted history perhaps
2: Yeah, I did uh, have other business interests. Uh, I'm actually uh, an international law graduate, so I have a law degree behind my name. Uh, I did a master in international law and corporate law. Um, Tried it, or sort of tried it. I had to, during my graduation, I had to attend uh, internships in law firms. So I needed to make quite a case for myself because ever since I... Well, live and breathe, basically. I know high performance as no other. Um, My family was involved in high performance sports. And I don't know any better that I was uh, on the court since I I am 12 years old. So, um, always my daily routines was built around being your best self on the court, being excellent in what you do. Yeah, so high performance has always been a part of my life. Like, ever since I know... Uh, I've I've been training for high performance I've been standing on a court with a volleyball in my hands but also in the gym it was always about being better every single day and my entire family actually lived that philosophy we always uh, challenged each other we always supported each other and we always encouraged each other to become our best and I'm raised with um, with the philosophy of whatever you can get go for it and If it's difficult, just embrace it and overcome the challenges. And I guess being excellent or striving for excellence in everything that I'm doing, um, I take that with me also in studying. So when, when it came to making the choice for a study, I chose to study law. And purely because I was actually interested in corporate law and criminal law, but I ended up more on the contract law side of things. I just find it very interesting to build a case, manipulate basically the arguments and to make sure that you fight for your client's interest or for your interest, see what is possible between the lines, find little loopholes. Um, yes, there's the rule, but what, is, what lies behind that rule? And I guess you can uh, transfer that as well to other challenges that I went through in life, going from a new job to, a new, to another job always searching for okay what is next what can be better and the world is bigger than only having one job or one study so yeah I guess my journey has a lot um, not only studying law but ever since I graduated I got my hands on multiple postgraduate courses and yeah I ended up in in interesting interesting environments where I'm challenged in business in people skills in communication in education so yeah like that's where we are right now
0: so margot when we first spoke about you know the the words that drove you or drive your philosophy you said going for the win what does going for the win mean and how does that imply excellence
2: i love this question because touching touching on what Linty asked me before, like um, tell me more about your journey. I guess a couple of years ago, I would answer this question with, winning for me is reaching the highest podium. However, um, I did change my definition because I do think that serving the mission is even bigger than, than reaching the podium. Serving the mission means that you look around you and make sure that your environment is accelerating, is thriving, and not only gold is the end goal. It is what you achieved along the way towards that win. That is what what true winning for me means. That led to the actual gold that is winning for me.
1: Okay, Margo, so that's interesting. Do you think everyone is capable of winning or achieving excellence?
2: Um, I think that is also depending on... Um, Well, success is relative to belief and opportunity and the environment as well. So to answer this question, um, excellence can be determined by the individual and him or his ability. It it depends on the goal that you want to set. If you're smart and you can make success every single day or you can live to your fullest capacity in the given opportunity of the day, then I would say everybody can be excellent or you can win the day. Um, But it comes back to believing as well and also the support system around you, I would say.
0: Okay, that's great. Margot, the next, I mean, and leading on from that and you say the support system leads me to people and in our conversations, you've spoken about people first and obviously as a high-performance coach, you're coaching people. How does that relate to the people around you, your mantra of people first, and how does that relate to business?
2: It relates to business, I guess, in the, simp- in the simplistic way of saying people drive success. No matter how good or how great your idea is, you need people to execute it and you need always people to lean on. Um, and then it comes back, I guess, to your own moral or your own values to say, do you maybe use people for your benefit or do you make sure that they also benefit from your success? That's again, depending on what you're trying to achieve. For me, the beauty of people lies in being distinct. Everybody uh, has different abilities or capacities to use and to utilize. And yeah, purposes are different, different and therefore you need different people to reach various goals so for me, people first. I always see the individual first, and working with athletes, for instance, I'm depending on one hand on the depth of the athlete. On the other hand, it is up to me as a coach to find the key, to key, the key for learning, the key for success, the key to cooperate with that uh, particular individual to make sure that I'm on track with this person and to make sure that we come closer and closer to that ambition, to, to the reality of success.
0: Can I ask you a question about small business? And you and I were talking the other day and you mentioned that in normal volleyball, so indoor volleyball, where you have a team of five or six people, volleyball has become so specialized that everyone has a role to play on that team, but on beach volleyball, where there are only two people on the court, everybody has to be good at everything. How do you think that works in terms of businesses and startups and growth?
2: Um, yeah, I, I, love the, um, I love the similarity in that. So also going back to small businesses, I think from my end, you can make it as small as you want. Like In big big companies or big organizations, People work in smaller teams or smaller departments. Um, And if you can find the key to cooperate with each other, if you can really um, make sure that you understand one another or that you are better in communication, you can work more effectively with each other. If I'm looking at beach volleyball, for instance, if we take that as as an example, the framework that is built is starting with communication is starting with looking at each other and actually making an agreement to each other that we will build our relationship as a base for our cooperation. If that is not existing, no matter if we have shared goals, we won't have any constructive foundation to build on for any success. And in business, that is the same thing. You need to have the buy-in of your people and you need to have the willingness to cooperate together and to be understanding for one another even though you don't uh, don't agree but you have to serve that mission again you have to lead successfully to the end product, and you can't do that if you just want to rely on yourself you need to include the other people and that's no difference from a team sport or or an individual sport where you also need to work with coaches or experts than in another company sometimes what is at stake that is the actual difference but the concept is exactly the same
1: I you know what you're saying Margot is music to my ears as you know I'm known as the relationships guy around the around the world and you know I heartily agree with you and I believe that relationships underpin everything that we do and if you can't be in relationship or get into relationship it just ain't gonna work so I'm curious um what 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 makes excellence within high performance sport or business you know like how, how would you define that or how would you know, how do we know that someone's excellent in that space?
2: Well, that comes back to which measurements, obviously, do you have in place? How do you define success? But, like, if, if I'm purely thinking about my own experience when I felt that I uh, created excellence or that I was a part of somebody else's excellence or if I'm looking at myself... I think it is important that you go back to the core. Why are we here? And if you can identify that purpose and you can answer the question with, I live up to that why every single day and I try every single day to, um, to enhance that why, then that's a good start. But on the other hand, you also want to attract people that are interested in your excellence you don't want to scare people off then what is the what is the value of that excellence excellence also includes other people it inspires it ignites Um, and it also includes to yeah to be curious to what I said before I guess if I relate excellence to my own definition I want to be excellent because I want to move forward and I want to keep growing and I want to keep learning and what I'm doing or what I'm committing to. And I think that is an important thing to say. If I'm committing to something, I want to be good at it, which means that I want to say I took everything that I could possibly think of and I tried everything in my power to maximize this experience or the outcome of it. And if I can answer that in a positive way, I can say I strive for excellence. And if the outcome is positive, I am excellent in what I did.
1: I love that. And I'm also curious. Malcolm Gladwell talked about 10,000 hours, you know, and has been <laughs> quoted and requoted and misquoted and anyway. Um, and he talked about, you know, you had to put in 10,000 hours before you became an expert. How, how much time do you know, do we need to invest to become excellent? If you know, I'm either sport or business. Uh, I'm curious to. Do, I wonder what your opinion is. Do you have a a view on that?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm smiling over here. Uh, the ten ten thousand rule. I think from a sports perspective, I am actually coming from a generation that did ten thousand hours, whereas I find myself now teaching differential learnings and um also highly aware of periodization rules and the loss of learning and everything that you can possibly can think of i think we broadened our horizon of knowledge as well um for coaches there is so much more uh to work with basically but there there still lies truth in the ten thousand hour rules like you know as good as i do aren't like if we're looking at learning or being smarter in how to figure out to actually get from A to B, that also comes with experience. So look at my journey. I did a a university degree and every now and then I get asked, so you're not working in law, you're not a lawyer, don't you think you threw away your education? And I'm I'm smiling again and saying uh, to that person, do you really think that I would be where I am today without every single thing that I did in my journey previously. So obviously university um, like ingrained and embedded as a certain way of thinking that enhances my way of thinking in any other area that I come across in my, in my career or in my life. So the more I learn, the more associations or the more connections I can actually make the more effective and the more efficient I will be in the next challenge. Or at least, at least that is what I find.
0: Margot, in sport and in life and in business, does everybody need a coach and should that be a coach for the long term or should people identify shortcomings that a coach can work with them over a period and then they move on to somebody else who helps them with another aspect of life or business?
2: I think a coach in the old terms or in a more traditional way is, I think, often related to an educator, somebody that teaches you stuff or tells you how to do it. I think in recent times we are looking at a coach, which can mean anything, wellness coach, individuality coach, business coach, performance coach. It can be anything. It comes back, are you willing to open yourself up up for a confrontation of your maybe call it a weakness or your inability Uh, and are you willing to make an investment to grow or to be better to be more excellent than maybe you already are so I guess it comes back to making a choice making a decision and it also comes back to allowing yourself or acknowledge the fact that maybe you need somebody else to let you grow or to to close the gap to close your performance gap going from A to B. And maybe a long story short, I think everybody can, is in need of a coach or an inspiration or a mentor. It doesn't really matter which label you, you, you choose. It is more so allow yourself to be surrounded by people that inspire you, that sparkle you, that energizes you, and also that challenge you. And that make you feel uncomfortable because that's the beauty. It's step out of your comfort zone. By doing that, you already increases, increase your comfort zone and therefore you will be greater and you make the people around you greater.
1: It is interesting. You know, I've, I've often looked in from afar and thinking in the sporting world, <clears throat> people have had coaches for, for, I don't know, forever. But in the business world, it's only a more recent phenomenon. And, and I think there are definite advantages in having someone to uh, hold you to account, kick you in the bum, point you in the right direction occasionally. So thanks, Margot. I think uh, with that, rail, we'll wrap it up here. Margot, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. Margot, should our listeners want to get in touch with you or find out more about you, how would they do that? Do you have a website? Do you have an email address? Do you have a phone number? No, don't give
2: your phone number out. I have them all. My website is www.thecoachlife.com.au I'm also associated with Integris Global, and you can find me on LinkedIn very easily.
1: Cool. And do you have a, a direct email address?
2: Uh, yes, that's Margot Wilton's at thecoachlife.com.au. Just flick me a text. I'm always happy to discuss or to be in contact.
1: Fantastic. Okay, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh If you want to get in touch with Margot, feel free. She will kick your butt, you know, for a small fee. uh, For a small fee. So uh, with that, I think we'll wrap it up. Rail back to you, my friend.
0: Thank you very much, Lindsay. Thank you, Margot. And that wraps up today's episode of the Business Excellence Podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Business Excellence Podcast.